really quickly the theology of today's celebration is evident in the first two readings. The theology of Mary being conceived without sin goes back to Genesis when those first people that God created sinned. And from then on, every person born was marked with sin. In the 18th century, Freud called it anxiety. We call it, theologically, original sin. It doesn't matter what you call it. It's the fact that it came from a disobedience toward God in early creation. Our faith as Catholics indicates that Mary, when she was conceived in the womb of her mother, traditionally Saint Anne, she was conceived without that sin, without that mark, without that anxiety, without that original stain. So from the beginning, and today is the day of her conception, in the womb of her mother, she was prepared. She lived a life of preparation, it seems. We don't know much about it. But when the Angelos day, when the messenger of God comes to her, the angel indicates you have found favor with God. And therefore, what happens will happen. She says, yes, let it be done. And so it happens. She conceives baby Jesus in her womb. That's the beginning. You know the rest. Paul uses beautiful references to antiquity. And God created his son to come to earth. Special guy, Jesus Christ, born as a human being of Mary, a special woman. So we got all that theology down. But I have a story for you. When I was a child, eighth grade, so we're going back to another century, it was on this day, I think, you know what, I know, my vocation came to me. My mother and I, we had the day off because it was a holy day. We went to Mass in the morning. And she took me on a bus to Newark, New Jersey, where all the shopping for that part of New Jersey took place. And we shopped, and we shopped. And as a reward for a day of shopping and carrying all these bags, she said, for your new phonograph, remember those things? P pick a record. Pick a long play record, and that'll be your gift for shopping all day with me. So I picked an album by the Harry Simeon Chorale featuring the drummer boy. You probably all know that song. So at night, when we got back home, I couldn't wait to play the music, put it on, and wrap the gifts that I purchased that day. And while I was wrapping those gifts, I was also playing with the presepio, the little figures of the nativity, and arranging them. During the music of that album, 
I'm not a saint, I'm not a holy guy. Well, yeah, I, hope, I hope I'm holy, but nothing out of the ordinary. Something extraordinary happened to me. When I heard the words of the music, I was filled with something that was unusual, an experience that was unusual. No one else was in the room. My parents were in bed. I was listening to the music. And the fact that it was the Feast of the Immaculate Conception stuck in my head. And I was an eighth grader. I wasn't a holy roller. I was just an altar boy, but I was also, also always in trouble with something or other. It stayed with me. That indication, very much like Gabriel, but don't forget, I'm not Mary and it wasn't the angel Gabriel who appeared to me. Mary was filled with what? What? You, you're saying what? She was filled with question and awe. And you know the rest of the story. That momentary experience of mine stayed with me. And life continued. Graduated, eighth grade, in high school. I was probably in the principal's office once a week for discipline purposes, because I was a troublemaker. We were city kids, we had a great time, good education. And when the time came for me to go to college, I had two choices. And I put, the first choice was Jersey City State College. I lived in Jersey City. And the major would have been art, because I'm an artist. The second choice was Seton Hall University in South Orange. And that major would have been theology. Okay. My instinct was to tell God, the school that accepts me first will be where I go. Now think how pivotal that is. That started the, the root of my career. So. On a Saturday morning, a letter came from Seton Hall University accepting me into Divinity School. My mother had an eighth grade education, did not know what Divinity School was. So she woke me up and she said, you got, you got a letter from Seton Hall. I said, did you open it? She says, no, no, of course not. <laughs> she lied. <laughs> she opened up everything. And she said, it's from Divinity School. She mispronounced the word. So I know she read it. So I was happy. I got my answer. I'm going to study theology at Seton Hall University. Monday after that, the acceptance letter for Jersey City State came. Too late. I made my decision. Now, I'm saying this to you and sharing this with you because I'm not unusual. God communicates with us very much like he communicated with Mary. And it's up to us to develop a rapport with God. I developed a rapport with God, but I also developed a rapport with Mary. I'm from a Sicilian family. My mother, my grandmother, my aunt, all very close very strong women. So all my female friends, even to today, are strong women. N nothing against wimpy ladies, but they just don't appeal to me as friends. 
my role model was Mary and Rose and Rosalia. So, so I go to Seton Hall, carry on, go to the chapel, thank God that I'm here. The name of the chapel is the Immaculate Conception. Okay, go to school, go to the seminary after the proper years at Seton Hall. Seminary is the Immaculate Conception. Okay, there's plenty of seminaries throughout the country. This is where I was. Go to Seton Hall, go to the seminary, and eventually leave there and I jo join another seminary in Baltimore to study in the Patterson Diocese. But before I went to that, I took a job in Camden, New Jersey. A friend of mine who lived there, Sister Dorothy of Happy Memory, said, Louie, I got a job for you at a school in Camden. It's called Cathedral Academy. It's an all-girls school. The Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. You, you get it? She won't let me go. I had developed at that point a trust in Mary. Not a really holy than thou kind of devotion, but a trust. The same kind of trust I had in my mother, my grandmother, and my circle. Trust. I'm sharing that with you today because I need you to understand how important it is for us to trust God, of course, but Mary, his mother. I go there, I teach for a year, and I apply to a different seminary, St. Mary's Seminary in Baltimore. Go through there, and as a deacon, we're ordained a year before we become priests at the Cathedral of Our Lady, like she won't leave me alone. I come out of the seminary and take my first assignment in the diocese of Patterson. And there are, you know, every diocese has tons of churches and hundreds of saints. My first assignment as a deacon was to Our Lady of the Lake in Sparta. Like Mary won't let me go. She wants to be in my life and she wants me to appreciate and trust her. That assignment only lasted a week because a priest had just been ordained. He was put there and they didn't need a deacon and a priest. So I went to another church, St. Margaret's, from which I eventually got ordained. My first assignment, again, Mary. The influence of Mary in my life is profound. So, when the time came for me to be ordained a priest at the end of that deacon year, I went to Bishop Casey, Patterson Diocese, and I said, you know, I'm ready. You know, I had extended my diaconate because I was finishing in my studies at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore. And he was like a big guy from Rochester. And of course, I didn't know anything about Rochester. I didn't know anything about New York. And he said, oh, when do you want to be ordained? And he had his calendar open. And I said, how about December? Okay, how about December 8th? I said, I couldn't have made it myself a better date. So at 10.15 in the morning, and I say 10.15 because he was always very precise. 
I was ordained a priest on December 8th in 1973, 49 years from today. I got ordained with that idea in mind that, <laughs> it's kind of a joke, I would always work on my birthday, on my anniversary. And of course, as a holy day, I always work. Mary stayed with me. She's available to you and me. She's a mother. She's a woman. Her characteristics and her strength are phenomenal. To be at the cross of Jesus, to be with Jesus as he grew up, to give birth to him in a stable, to lose him and find him and accept his response as if it was coming from God. It was. Where were you? You knew I had to be about my father's house. She's talking to Jesus. We have in our church a historical and theological tradition that really gives us strength to carry on every day. We don't have to list the anxieties that Mary had to experience. We don't have to talk about running away because Herod was going to kill her baby. We don't have to talk about her watching her son go to Calvary. We don't have to talk about her son, quote, abandoning her because he had ministry to do. But through all of it, she's the mother that appeals to all of us. She's the mother who guides us. Through COVID, she guided us. Through the anxieties in our streets, she guided us. We trust her. And the more we develop our relationship of trust with Mary, the more secure we'll be. So when the angel Gabriel appears to you and me in daily conversation, we can say, let it be done to me according to your word, the word that comes from God, the word that directs us to make a decision in life, whether it's to pray for someone, to marry someone, to have a relationship with a new employment. Mary is there, we can trust her. She's proven that in one person, but for the church. It's been my experience to travel throughout the world. Lucky, I guess. And of course, Fatima, Lourdes, Loreto were all places I had to go to because there the historical Mary appeared. We don't have to travel beyond the world to meet Mary. We don't even have to have a statue as beautiful as we have in church to meet Mary. All we need to do is trust her and repeat the words of the angel, Hail, full of grace. The Lord is with you. And then we can add, and because the Lord is with you, he is with me as I come to you, trusting you. I thank the Lord for my 49 years of ministry. The chalice I use today was given to me by my parents on that date, but it is an antique over 200 years old. 
And when I say Mass and using that chalice, I think of Frank and Rose and Rosalia and my grandparents on both sides and I, all of you. Because as one body, the Church, today we honor Mary, our mother, as we trust her.